You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 20. Basically, like on that podcast, he said, call everyone, not just the ones that leave messages. So I called everybody. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. All right, everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of Wholesaling Inc. by Investor Grid. We have the most amazing story to share with you today, something that you can use right now to get a deal. This is the no fluff, no BS zone. So we are going to give you information to get a deal right now. And the story that we have for you today is amazing. We are on the phone with Martine Jackson. Mrs. Jackson, are you there? I'm here. All right. Welcome to the podcast. It is an honor to have you on this podcast, you guys. I want to tell you, when you hear this story, you are going to be blown away. I want to be crystal clear that Martine is not a tribe member. She's not in our group, but what she has done is amazing. She has started listening to our podcast, and she has done, since listening to our podcast, 17,250. 50 deals in pure profit, which is amazing. I am totally blown away. She's not even a tribe member. She just did this by listening to the podcast, knew nothing about wholesaling, came in. She has an amazing story. She actually got fired from her job in September, which is like, whoa. (laughs) So I am so excited, guys. I love this business. I love wholesaling. This is the fastest way to make an absolute fortune in real estate or in any business for that matter in the shortest amount of time with no experience, no money, no credit, no information, just instruction. And just by listening to this podcast, the one that you're listening to right now, we are going to go step by step. We're going to put her in the hot seat. We're going to figure out exactly what she did and how she did it so that you can have the same exact success that she's had. So this is awesome. Martine, it's awesome to have you today. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited to have you. I can't believe you're on. Well, let's get right to it. Before we deep dive your deals and exactly how you did it, can you give us like a quick 30 second, 90 second little introduction about like who you are, where you came from and how you kind of got involved in real estate and wholesaling? Sure, sure, sure. My name's Martine Jackson. As you said, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I've been learning about real estate for about two years now and I've been trying and failing and trying and failing and then another wholesaler in Richmond told me about Tom's podcast and I just listened to it and did what he told me to do and it worked so (laughs) all right that's awesome (laughs) yeah I used to be a financial analyst and I got fired because I was really really focused on my wholesaling because this is what I really wanted to do so it showed in my job so I got fired but I was so happy because the once I got fired the next week three deals closed so I was excited Yeah, you are an inspiration. You're amazing. I'm totally impressed. And I will tell you, and you guys, Martine does not know this, but at the end of this podcast, I have an amazing, amazing thing that I'm going to give her. It's going to be awesome. It's going to totally blow you away. So I hope you're excited because that's going to be cool. So all right, so let's get started. Let's deep dive these deals. I know you've done, it's five deals, right? Since starting listening to the podcast, which is awesome. So let's deep dive these deals. First of all, are all of the deals in Richmond, Virginia? Yes. Okay, 
perfect. Now, what people are going to want to know is how did you do this, right? Because we want to be go-givers, right? We want to share this information with other people so that they can go out and have the same amount of success or even more that you've had. So my first thing is on your very first deal, how did you find this deal? How did you find a motivated seller? What did you do to put the property under contract? Tell me how you found it and how that first meeting went and how you even knew like how to do it. I'm going to keep interrupting you to stop to make sure we get a lot of detailed information. So tell us a little bit about your very first because I know you must have been nervous, right? Because you hadn't done one before. Yeah, um, I was nervous, but I don't care. I just faced my fears and did what you told me to do. Awesome, so, awesome. Basically, the list that I usually mail are high equity, tax delinquent, and coal violation. And I think this list in particular for the first deal was um, Richmond has this vacant property list that they published, I think it was October 2015. And anyway, it was old, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to use it anyway. Okay. And people told me that um, most of the houses on there were code violations. So I got it from a code violation list, if you want to say. Okay, so so your very first list of potentially motivated homeowners was code violations. So you guys, first of all, the first thing that I want you to notice about Martine is that she didn't know what she was doing and she just faced her fears. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but there is no success or failure. It's just the ones who come in. If you want to come in and explode this business, get the most results every single day. So by going out and doing this and taking massive action, that's a, a real key indicator of how she was able to have a lot of success. Now, the other thing that I noticed that Martine said, this is really key, is she just repeated back to me her best list that she usually mails in Richmond was high equity, tax to code, tax delinquent, and code violations. Now, the reason that's interesting to me is because that tells me that she really does listen to the podcast. And the reason I know that is because those are our top three lists, even in our tribe. So we're going to deep dive those lists a little bit more. But it sounds like the first one was a code violation. For anybody who doesn't know what that that means that means that code violations are these are houses who get in trouble for having violations of code enforcement, meaning high grass, weeds in the landscaping, a fence that fell down that nobody ever took care of, a broken down car that's stuck in the driveway, a roof that's caving in, whatever it is. It could be any number of reasons why you'd have code violation, rodent problem, things like that. So code violation is a key, key list. So you get this list. The first question is, you said you got it. Now, how did you acquire it? Did you get it from the county or, or it's online, you said? It's, yeah, it's online. Okay, so that's a little bit rare because usually code violation is difficult to get. So tell me a little bit more. You just So you scraped this list. Was there any cost to it or no? Was it free? Um, well, this list was free. The reason that I I think they have this list online, well, I don't even know if this is the reason they have it. But anyway, I would go down to the um, city and I would try to get the code violation list. You know, you get the BS excuse, oh, sure. we don't have it. Our system doesn't do it or whatever. And then someone mentioned that, oh, well, we have a vacant property list. Most of those are code violations. Maybe you could use that. Okay. So um, I just Googled it and it was free, but I had to get a, I think I needed to get a VA to clean it up a little bit to get the mailing addresses and everything. with. Oh I, my goodness. I am falling in love with you. I love it. Okay. So first of all, you guys, this is awesome. So first of all, Martine, you go as fast as I do. So let's just, I just want to make sure that everybody got that. So first of all, you guys, did you hear what Martine just said? She said she Googled vacant properties in that city and, it, and that's how she was able to find it. So everybody should stop this podcast right now. Go to Google. Let's take some 
massive imperfect action, progress not perfection, and Google vacant homes in your city and see if anything comes up that you could find. The other thing too is, all right, so you pulled this list and then you said that you hired a virtual assistant, a VA, to clean it up. You guys, this is so key because for only a few dollars an hour, somebody will take a list and they'll actually put the mailing addresses to the addresses with the code violations because those are not obviously always the same. So sometimes there's different codes that you need to know or things like that. Instead of becoming the expert yourself, hire a VA to do it. So Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so you get your hands on this list, and then what do you do? Once I got the list, I got the VA to clean it up. Once I did that, I uploaded it to Click to Mill, okay. and I sent a postcard. And basically, the postcard that I send, I got it from your podcast. Um, okay. Chris Chico was on there with the blind postcard. Yes. And I used that postcard, and that one gives me the highest response. I love I it. I still use it. I love it. So, so you guys, this is like liquid gold. So Chris Chico, who is a big, I've done a lot of joint venture stuff with Chris. He's an amazing guy. And by the way, you guys, if you're looking up Chris Chico, his name is C-R-I-S, Chris, C-R-I-S Chico. He has a postcard and the one that you used was called, which one was the one that you used from Chris? It was the blind postcard, the one that it says that I was looking for you about your house. Perfect. Martine used the blind postcard from Chris Chico now, and she said it has the highest response rate, which is good. Now, when you did that mailing and the vendor that she used was click to mail. And when you did that mailing, did where did those phone calls come into? Did you send them to a voicemail or to your personal cell phone number? Or what did that look like? I sent them to a voicemail. So basically I set up a call fire account Beautiful. and I have a telephone number for them and I have a recorded three minute voicemail and they call in and they leave messages. But basically like on that podcast, he said, call everyone, not just the ones that leave messages. So I called everybody. Awesome. I love it. That's very cool. So now the phone calls come in. You probably have a lot of people who are telling you don't mail me and they're rude and all that other stuff. But tell me about the property that you actually closed on or that you actually did a deal on what what did that look like tell me a little bit more about that deal okay well i'll pick one of them one guy he was um particularly motivated to sell because he's on this list richmond doesn't want a lot of properties that are just vacant and beat up okay so they have this thing going on where they're giving homeowners certain time frame for them to fix up the houses so this guy he had bought the house as an investment but he couldn't afford to fix it up So he just wanted to hurry up and get rid of it because he didn't want the consequences to come to him. So basically, when I went there, he wanted, I think, like 12000 or something like that. But okay. when I went around, I had negotiated with them and we got it a little lower than that. I love it. Okay, so so you guys, this is why this is all about instruction and not information, right? Because this business has nothing to do with real estate. It's a pawn shop. Go to an attorney, make sure you get a green light from them, and then as soon as you do, go out and get results. Go out and make mistakes. So, Martine, you go out there. So, first of all, you take the phone call. This is a guy, this is a very common scenario for motivation is that you have a, a, a you know, quote unquote investor who buys a property. They get in a little bit over their head. They really don't want to become a rehabber. And now they're just like, you know what? I just want to dump this property. I have no interest in keeping it. This is a very common scenario as to why people sell their property quickly for a discount. So, I love it because you got under the surface reason you found out the true uh, motivation now when from the time you this person you had the call you knew there was a little bit of motivation how long did it take you to actually get out in front of the person 
So I went the next day. <laughs> the next day. Does everybody hear that, you guys? This is liquid gold. This is the sense of urgency. This is what it's all about is when you have a deal, you take it. So beautiful job, Martin. Awesome. I love it. All right, so you go the next day. Now, are you nervous? Have you ever met with a seller before? I mean, how did that appointment go? I mean, I was nervous, but, you know, I just did it anyway. And okay. so I went and I just started talking to him and like, got him to talk about himself a little bit, make everyone feel at ease. And he just showed me around the property a little bit, and I told him um, I had to run my numbers, and then I'd get back to him and send him a contract maybe like the next day or two days later or something like that. So you get to the property, and mm-hmm. first of all, when you get there, did you, did you bring anything, and how did you dress? Are you wearing like a business suit or like sweatpants and like a sweatshirt? Like how? Because I mean, people who are just starting, they really want to know like, do they need to wear a suit and tie, or how did you go? And then, you know, as soon as you walk in, did you have anything with you, like a contract or paperwork or anything like that? Oh, no. I just had my phone to take pictures and I had on jeans and a t-shirt. Awesome. Easy peasy. All right. So I do the same thing. I usually wear shorts when I was doing it myself, shorts and a polo. And that's how my acquisition manager goes out. So, all right. So awesome. So you get there and do you, I'm sure right away, is he like wanting to deep dive the house or do you kind of like build rapport with him or how does that first initial meeting go? Yeah. Um, he wanted to deep dive the house. I got him talking a little, I'm still learning how to build excellent rapport. Okay. Uh, like since this was my first one, I built a little bit rapport, but we kind of went straight for the house. Yeah, that happens a lot. You'll you'll notice the more deals you do, like from this deal to your last deal, you'll probably notice that you're spending more time talking about the situation than you are about actually the property. So that, but that's awesome. Great job. Awesome. I love it. So now one thing I will tell you, typically what we do in our tribe is when you're there, you want to get the property under contract right at that moment, right? Because you want it like, you know, you want to buy the property right then. So, but you waited 24 hours. So you said, okay, let me think about it. So you ran some numbers, which is totally fine because it was your first deal. You weren't sure you wanted to do some due diligence. When you got home, what did you actually do to determine whether or not, you know, you had secured it at a good number? Yeah. Well, I looked at the location of the house because this house was um, right beside the projects. So um, I looked at the location. I also looked at how much the houses in the area were selling for. I wanted to see like how much uh, buyers would buy it from me for. Okay, so you looked at the active listings or the closed listings? Closed, the ones that already sold. Beautiful. And do you have MLS access or did you just use Zillow or Redfin or... I usually use I don't I don't have MLS access. I'm not a realtor. I just go to Zillow and I go to the ones that have already been sold and I'll just look to see how much they sold for. I love it. I love it. So you basically come up with a number and and when you say okay, so let's just deep dive that a little bit more. So you look at what they sold for. So let's just say the houses are selling at a certain number. How do you determine how much you're going to offer the seller on this house? I think it just depends on like cuz the shape was terrible. Like he already didn't want a lot. He only wanted 12. Okay. Okay. The shape of the house was terrible, and just to kind of determine it, I kind of I tried to do ARV. Um, well, not ARV. I tried to do repair costs. Okay. Because I, I don't really know how to do those that well. Oh, I love it. I love this. This is the best <laughs> conversation. I mean, this is the because you are a licensed, insured, and bonded appraiser, so you know how to do that, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. No, of course not, guys. You see, this is the deal. Don't waste. If you're spending more than five minutes on evaluation of a house, you're taking too long. So, Martin, awesome job. So, you basically just gave it your best guess. Is that accurate to say? 
That's accurate. I love it. So you guys, and here's the deal, right? If Martine would have put the property under contract for too low, she just would have made more money. If Martine would have put the property under contract for too high, she could have canceled the contract, right? Because there's all kinds of you know inspection clauses and you don't want to make a habit of doing that with the sellers. But if you do make a mistake or especially if the seller lies to you about the condition and he doesn't tell you there's termites and then your due diligence, you find out that there is, you can always cancel the contract. So don't sweat the valuation methodology. Just get it for as low as possible. I remember when I was starting out, Todd would be like, my mentor, my, my, my stepbrother, Todd Toback, he'd be like, stop asking me so many questions. Just get it as low as possible. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that is amazing. So, all right. So that was your first deal. You put the mm-hmm. property under contract. I think that is totally, totally awesome. So, and on your first deal, how much money did you make on that deal? $2,750. dollars $2, That's correct. We are ringing the victory bell for that. That is awesome. I love it. So very, very cool. And now since then, you've made $17,250. So I know you said that you you had lost your job in September. So now you're doing this full time in in Virginia? Right. That's correct. I love it. All right. So I want to ask you a few more questions for everybody else who's kind of listening. And before we kind of move on here, the other thing I want to talk about is you mentioned two other lists that you're mailing that have gotten you those results. The first is tax delinquent. Any special criteria on tax delinquent? Was it difficult to get? How did you, you know, how did you get the list and anything that anybody who, if anybody's in Richmond and they're listening, they want to emulate exactly what you did. What do they need to know to get the tax delinquent list in Richmond, Virginia? Well, I definitely learned this one the hard way. You said it in your, in the um, podcast that it needs to be two years or more behind, but I didn't pay that any mind the first time. So I mailed people and I'm getting calls and people are like, I'm not selling my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's why progress, not perfection. This is why you have five deals. You guys, I know that we're like excited on this podcast and we're joking around, but I want you to hear what Martine is saying. There's a reason why the guys and girls who come into our tribe who explode, it's progress, not perfection. She just went for it. She understood 20, 30, 40% of the information and then she just went for it. And that is why she did five deals. That's why she made $17,250 in such a short amount of time. And what Martine is referring to, just in case anybody's not following along, it's the tax delinquent list are people who are behind in their taxes. And by the way, I I owe Jack Bosch 100% taught me this lesson uh, about the list. It's an awesome list. So full credit to Jack Bosch. And what he said was the reason you want them to be at least two years or more behind is because a lot of people, if you are just one year behind, like even my own, myself, I I have a seller financing house that I live in. So we only pay our taxes once a year. So if you were to look me up right now, I would actually be behind on my own personal taxes. But of course, I have no interest in selling my home. Now, if I was two years behind, that would indicate some kind of a problem. So that's what we're referring to. So Martine kind of ignored that first advice and she just went for it. And she had all these people who were saying, you know, I'm not really interested in selling. So, all right, very, very cool. I just wanted to take a second to explain that. So you got the tax delinquent list and any, is it difficult list to acquire in Richmond, Virginia? Not, I think it's just the same as it is for like cold violation. You get people that say, no, we can't do it. But you like for one time, they told me to go to the law firm to get it or something. And the law firm was actually doing the tax sale. And that 
I don't think that was the list that I was really wanting. So I just told them specifically what I was looking for. I'm like, look, I'm not looking for that list. Like I kept going back and back and back until they gave me the list I wanted. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. So persistence, perseverance, determination, grit. This is what we're all about. This is why you are a rhino. Okay, I love it. Okay, the other list that you talked about that I do want to touch on for everybody is you keep using the term high equity. So can you tell us what you mean by high equity? Where are you pulling the list from? And what is the criteria that you're using to pull that list? Okay, perfect. Yeah, I, I really like the high equity list. So I get my list from Agent Pro 24-7. I had heard about it on another podcast that it was cheaper than list source. Okay. So you have to do a monthly membership to it, but I get it from there. And the criteria is it has to be 40% to 100% equity. Love it. House. I think the house needs to be sold. They need to have lived in the house before 2009. And I kind of just put the criteria that I want like single family house or if I want it to be three bedrooms or something like that. Oh, the age, the age, 55 and older. I love it. So I want to review this, guys. And how much did you pay per name in Agent Pro 24-7? If I get a list of 1000 it's $50 a month. If you get a list of 2000 it's $80 a month. Okay. So just to be crystal clear here, guys, everybody should be listening to this. You have Agent Pro 24-7 is the vendor that she used. It was 40% to 100% equity. If anybody doesn't understand what that means, that just means that, that's, that if they owe 100000 dollars that or for instance if the house is worth a hundred thousand dollars that the house they only owe enough so that they have 40 to 100 percent equity meaning the house is paid off free and clear or they owe uh 40 percent of that number so it's it's a hundred to 40 percent uh, to a hundred percent just means and don't even worry about what this means because you don't have to understand it but basically on the equity criteria it should be 40 to 100 percent they should have bought the house in 2009 or previously so if they bought the house in 2010 it wouldn't be up on this list. And the reason we do that, Martine, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but is because usually people who are motivated have owned the house for a little while. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Okay. And then also she chose single family homes that mm-hmm. were three bedrooms or more and the homeowners were at least 55 years old or older. You'll find that most of the houses that we wholesale, they're in that age range. Now, did you do homeowners who live in the home versus homeowners who do not live in the home or did you ignore that? I ignored that. I, I Some of the houses, the people that I've closed, the people moved out. <laughs> I love it. So you guys, yeah, this is so key because there's there's this myth that started like in the 1980s called absentee owners. And people believe that people who do not live in the home who are like vacant, for instance, they're like landlords or something like that that they're any more or less motivated than a regular homeowner who lives in the home, that is simply not true. The homeowners who live in a home are just as motivated as people who do not. So no reason to separate out absentee owners from owner-occupied, unless you're going to be mailing a big list and you want to test that, but that's fine. Okay, so awesome job. So that is the criteria that you used. Anything else on that equity list or that's pretty much it? That's pretty much it. I love it. So you've done $17,250. Tell us, like, what have you done with that money? Where is it going to? What, like, what have you been working on? A lot of it has gone back into my business, sending more direct mail. A lot of it has gone to my bills. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Right, have, did you take, do you know the book by Mike McCallowitz called Profit First? I think I've heard of it, but I haven't 
I haven't read it. Let me write that down. Okay, so there is a great book by Mike Michalowicz. It's called Profit First. He is one of my favorite authors. He also wrote another book. He wrote uh, several books. He wrote another one called Toilet Paper Entrepreneur and The Pumpkin Plan. The Pumpkin Plan is very similar to Gary Keller's book called The One Thing. But I would strongly encourage you to check out Profit First because what Profit First will do is it will – it puts essentially profit first. So what that means is that it's profit, it's your earnings minus your profit, the money, meaning the money you pay yourself, equals your expenses. So rather than taking money and then paying your expenses and then taking what's left for you, you do it a little bit of a reverse. And he shows you how to set up four or five different bank accounts and just when a check, when these checks are coming in, which now it seems like they're coming in pretty regularly, it'll teach you how to distribute that money in different bank accounts so that you know exactly how to budget without knowing how to budget, which is key. So I would definitely suggest you check out that book right away. The other thing too is, I know you mentioned you said there was a rhino in Virginia who recommended our podcast to you. What I would suggest is we have some rhinos in your area who are absolutely crushing it. These are tribe members. The people you may want to have take out to lunch right away are Mm -hmm. Josh Nicodemus. He's one of our tribe members. He's absolutely crushing it. And the guy's got the biggest heart in the whole world. Total sweetheart. He would be more than happy to have a cheeseburger with you or whatever. Another rhino who came in who actually, he just quit his job was Tim Seagull. Tim Seagull is right in your area. He's one of our rhinos. He came in. He absolutely made a fortune. He's a total sweetheart. He'll share anything that you want. The other guy is Neil Stedman. Neil Stedman, he came in. He did a deal for $125,000 in his first 60 days of our program. So he's a rock star. I would definitely check out Neil. He's awesome. A tribe member who's been with us now for a little while. And he's actually, last time I checked in to our mastermind, he was actually working on a six-figure deal, which is awesome. So I would suggest getting a hold of those guys. And here's how you're going to do that. Here is your surprise. Because of you doing five deals in just by listening to this podcast, you are amazing. You're definitely definitely a rhino. You belong in our tribe. So you are in the tribe. I I want to, yeah, so we're putting you in. It's awesome. I can't wait to have you here. We're going to be bringing that victory bell all the time. This is awesome. Yeah. So we are going to have a blast and we are going to take that 17,250 and we're going to make it 172,500 in a very, very short amount of time. I just got off the phone actually yesterday with Adam and Luke Swamley. They're doing 40K a month. We just had a meeting about how to do, um, how to get that number to 70k per month. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you in a special program where we're going to actually show you how to now automate your business, turn up the heat and really, you know, now focus on quadrupling that number. We want to get you to 50k per month at least. So we're going to put you in for free. All I'm going to ask is that you because we want everybody who comes in to pay something. So we don't want any money from you, but just we're going to ask you to just make a $100 donation to, you know, your favorite charity or ours. We like St. Jude Children's Hospital, but just make a $100 donation so this way you can, you know, you, at least you have some skin in the game that you pay, you pay something to be in. But yeah, you're going to be put in and you are officially a tribe member. So that's how you're going to be able to get a hold of Josh and Tim and Neil. So I would suggest that as soon as you come in, we're going to have a welcome call either with myself or Cody. And we will suggest that we're going to tell you exactly what to focus on. We want you to change the top five people that you spend the most time with. Those three guys should be at least three of those those five. We're going to talk about laser focus. We're going to talk about tithing, get, taking 10% of all that money, making sure that you give it to wherever you're getting your spiritual food. We're going to talk about your gut check moments and how to overcome and overcome them in some really efficient ways. We also have our 
tribe gets together three or four times a year. We just came from Tennessee, from Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to be going to either Salt Lake City, Utah, Orlando, Florida, or San Diego, California, or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for our next one in January. So we'll keep you posted on that. Those are totally free events. There's absolutely nothing for sale. It's just our tribe members. We get together and yeah, you're a rhino. We want you in and you're in. So God bless you. That's awesome. I think you're a superstar and this is amazing. I, I can't believe you did five deals just by listening to the podcast. I'm so proud of you. I, I'm, I'm so uh, glad to be a part of that journey. I'm going to be like you. Woo-hoo! <laughs> we will. I'm going to send you out an investor grit t-shirt and a victory bell right away. I'm going to write that down right now. Victory bell and investor grit t-shirt. That's awesome. I'm about to hit a victory lap around the house. I love it. Bam. So <laughs> this is awesome. We are, you know, it's, it's totally our honor to have you. I can't believe you did this. This is awesome awesome. And so that's all we've got for you. So I want to do a checkup. I want to do a follow-up podcast with you, either myself or Cody in like three or four months. We want to see how, because we want to get this number now of 17,000. We want to try to get you to 40 or 50 K per month. So that'll be our laser focus. And we're going to show you exactly what to do to do that. You're in an awesome area and yeah, that's awesome. So Martine, thank you so much for sharing all this, this information with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks Tom. God bless you. It's awesome to get, it's awesome. I can't wait to get to know you and hopefully meet you in person very soon in our next tribe gathering. And you guys, that was Martine Jackson, absolute rhino rock star in Richmond, Virginia. If you want to explode your wholesaling business right now, if you want to stop learning and start earning, if you want to stop with all the information and just get crystal clear step-by-step instruction on how to get a wholesale deal, then go over to wholesalinginc.com. Click on the application page. If we like what you have to say, we might even invite you in to be a tribe member. All right, guys, till next time. Martine, thanks again very much. And we're going to have a follow-up podcast. I'm looking forward to it. All right, me too. Have a good one. You too. God bless. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Talk to everybody soon. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.